The following program is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association. Lead Tennessee Radio, conversations with the leaders moving our state forward. We look at the issues shaping Tennessee's future, rural development, public policy, broadband, health care, and other topics impacting our communities. And now, here's your host of Lead Tennessee Radio, Lavoie Knowles. Hello, I'm Lavoie Knowles, Executive Director of the Tennessee Broadband Association. Today, our guest is Representative Ron Gant, Assistant House Majority Leader. Representative Gant, thank you so much for joining us today. Good to be with you. Looking forward to the conversation. Representative Gant represents Fayette, McNary, and part of Hardeman counties in the Tennessee House of Representatives. He serves on a number of committees, including the Finance Ways and Committee. He and his wife, Karen, make their home in Rossville, where he is an insurance agent in Memphis for Boyle Insurance. The couple have two children, and they're involved in their community and their church. Representative Gant, let's start our conversation today about your upbringing. Where were you raised, and what was your early exposure to the political process? Well, that's a good question. Uh, Carryville is where I called home for many years, uh, Carryville and Rossville. And Carryville is actually in Shelby County, and uh, Rossville is actually in Fayette County. And uh, we moved out there into uh, Fayette County in uh, about the year of 2000 and relocated there. And I actually went to high school at Rossville Christian Academy uh, while I was um, – you know, growing up, and also attended the Carryville uh, schools for a few years as well. But as far as uh, background in the political process, um, you know, a lot, a lot of this in in today's day and times is is you either have the um, passion for politics or public service, as I like to call it, or you don't, and uh, you have people that participate in that process and people that um, encourage others to be part of that process. And and for many years, I was always the one trying to help others get elected. And, and finally, um, as I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about uh, the, in the future uh, of this conversation, is that, you know, at a certain time, you know, it presented itself for me to actually run for office um, as well. But we'll talk more about that as we go along here. Okay, great. Thank you. You're a third-generation Fayette County native and a small business owner. How did these factors influence your decision to pursue your political career? Well, um, obviously, uh, politics from a very young age. Uh, I can remember uh, watching Ronald Reagan when he was elected in 1980. I can remember that night in November sitting on the floor watching the results as they came in and you know, you saw one state after another that went for Reagan. And and ever since then, I've always um, admired Ronald Reagan and his approach to, you know, politics. And and he was an intriguing uh, person that just kind of captured my attention uh, in the 80s, which were, were my growing up years. Um, and Reagan was, you know, what I consider my president as a at a young age, the first president that I really remember. Right. And uh, and he just presented himself in such a way that was appealing to Democrats and Republicans. Absolutely. And as you go back and look at his um, tenure, you know, he worked with uh, Tip O'Neill, which was a Democrat at the time, Speaker of the House. 
And they didn't always agree, but they found those areas where they could agree, and they got things done. Right. Absolutely. Good point. I think that um, Ronald Reagan was a role model to many that's moved into politics, and he was a very captivating um, individual and very personable. What particular challenges do you see facing the rural population of our state today? Well, obviously, uh, there's a number of issues that uh, rural Tennessee faces, and probably one that's at the forefront is um, is our broadband. You know, access to um, having access to broadband for you know several needs of like kids uh, having homework at night. You know, having to have access to that to do homework assignments, research. Um, for um, papers and um, so that that's that's one initiative um, and obviously um, access to health care emergency health care is is a real big um, uh, issue for a lot of our rural counties as we see hospitals going away and there's a lot of initiatives that I've worked on and I'll give you an example of one that is um, taking place right now in my district in McNary County is there was a hospital that actually is in Mississippi that came forward and said, you know, we would like to discuss the possibility of putting a freestanding emergency uh, room department uh, facility in McNary County, which was in Selmer. So we started that process in talking to the state of Tennessee Department of Health and uh, going through the certificate of need process, which we all know can can be a challenge sometimes, and we also had to work with the Department of Health in Mississippi. So, long story short, we went through that process, and we're almost through that process where we did get a certificate of need, you know, approved for this freestanding ED, and we're working through the licensing of um, Mississippi and Tennessee on the. Uh, inspections and, you know, that, that type of stuff that goes into having a freestanding ED. And I'm proud to announce that we're actually making great progress um, in that. And this could actually be a model for other counties across the uh, state to kind of look at and say, hey, if it can work there, then maybe it can work in other parts of Tennessee. So, It is a good example how how, how you could can help uh, rural areas. And I think that, uh, as you mentioned, the hospital um, – Models had to be have to be changed and have to think about new avenues to get health care to rural constituents, and that's that's a great example. And as you know, the Tennessee Broadband Association is comprised of cooperative and independent telecommunications companies that are investing millions of dollars in our fiber networks throughout Tennessee, but mainly in larger, uh, largely in the rural areas. Uh, and you kind of got into that in your previous answer, but what role do you see broadband playing in rural development? Well, um, as we expand and actually put more emphasis on legislation to help further do that, I think our short-term slash long-term goal is to fully fund that um, that uh, application to make sure that we, um, you know, fully fund you know the, the rollout of uh, broadband in these rural areas. But as far as the focus, uh, I think telemedicine is probably. Um, an initiative that we're working through this session and last session as we've passed some legislation and 
and broadband becomes even more important uh, when you're looking at uh, telemedicine and the interface that you see between doctors and patients in these rural areas um, and the access you know, to, uh, to health care. So I, th- I think that that's going to be a huge um, emphasis this session, and uh, I look forward to the uh, discussion as we go th- through the session on that. Great. Uh, as you said, health care is a big issue right, right now in Tennessee, and you serve on the House Health Committee. Um, what's going to be the focus of this committee? And you may have got into it on your previous answer, but uh, and what are your responsibilities on the committee? Well, the health care uh, committee is is obviously a committee that anything related to health care legislation has to come before that, that committee. Uh, there's a wide array of issues that could come before that committee. Um, you know, telemedicine is one. Um, you know, rural emergency uh, care is another uh, issue that, you know, would come before that. Um, there's a host of uh, bills this year that you'll see play out in that committee as we entertain those uh, different pieces of legislation as the sponsors present. And so I would say stay tuned. Uh, there's a lot of uh, good legislation I think you'll see that comes through the um, health committee this year. I'm looking forward to that. Great. It's an exciting time to be in ten- to be a Tennessean. Uh, lots of uh, good bills are coming through, and, and hopefully that's, this is going to be one area that we can um, see help being resolved. And speaking of health care, uh, as an association, um, we feel like the health care is very important to the well-being of Tennessee residents as well. And we recognize and realize that broadband plays a critical role in expanding the health care access. And we, of course, are promoting the telemedicine technology. And that's why we're working on a statewide telehealth initiative as we speak. Uh, in your view, uh, uh, how important is broadband and telemedicine in increasing access to care, especially in rural Tennessee? Well, that's a good question. As, as most people know, when you're trying to do certain things as far as legislation, everything these days seems to cost money. And one of the things that we, as I spoke to previously, is we've got to fully fund the rollout of broadband into uh, rural areas. And we've got to develop some legislation that continues that emphasis that provides the money for those rural uh, counties and especially those uh, economically distressed counties. And I think that's an initiative that you'll see this year as we, um, you know, continue to talk about, you know, this topic. Great. Well, as you know, um, any any area that we can assist in any, any way as far as uh, accumulating data or, or statistics about rural areas, then feel free to call me and um, any of our team that we can help any way we can. Uh, moving uh, a little bit a different direction, tell us a little bit about your family and why it's important to you as a father that we create opportunities to keep our young folks in Tennessee. I know I have two, uh, two um, adult sons, and it's a very important for me that they have jobs and the ability to make a living and stay in, stay in Tennessee, and they've so far been able to do that. But um, what's your opinion, your ideas? Well, I, t- I tell you, uh, the more emphasis that we can put on uh, career track for young kids these days and you know whether it be sports whether it be outdoors whether it be um, you know whatever those good desires are that these kids uh, have these days we need to make sure that we help encourage that and give them the opportunities to uh, take a hold of opportunities that lets them expand into um, career choices that 
you know, they see that they want to go into. And, and I think Tennessee is blessed with um, many opportunities these days for, um, for young kids to, uh, whether it's, you know, the financial markets, whether it's, um, you know, uh, you know, forestry, farming, uh, there's a host of um, uh, industry that's looking for this next generation to um, to take hold of these uh, professions and you know and go for it and 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 here in Tennessee we've given a lot of um, opportunity for that um, you know just the growth of uh, that you see taking place here in Tennessee is is phenomenal and um, and I'm, I'm excited about the future here in Tennessee Tennessee is a great place to live, raise a family. Um, you know, my kids, you know, I've got two boys that love the outdoors. They, um, one likes to do the athletic, you know, running and marathons, the other, uh, more hunting and fishing and, you know, the, the outdoors. And, and so, you know, we're, we're blessed here and it's, it's a privilege to live in the state of Tennessee. I agree. You serve as the assistant House Majority Leader. Not everyone is aware of the responsibilities of this leadership position. Could you tell us a little bit more about this important important role? Well, the assistant majority leader is a um, is an assistant role. Uh, you know, I work with our majority leader William Lambert, and one of the um, uh, job duties that I have is to work with our majority leader. Uh, and we also work with the uh, governor's administration on carrying the governor's legislation through the through the house and getting it to the floor uh, for a vote. And that's one of my main objectives is to spearhead, you know, that through that process. And and we also give opportunities for members to carry the governor's legislation on different uh, bills that he puts forward and. And both me and William, we uh, go to the members and, you know, sit down with them and say, here, here's a piece of legislation that the governor has. And, you know, would you be interested in running this through the committee process and getting it to the floor? And so, again, I'm looking forward to uh, what the governor is uh, planning to put forward uh, in this session. And I'm hearing a lot of good things, so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he's got. Great. Well, thank you for the explanation because there's a lot more work to that role than the per- typical person believes to understand. So thank you. What are some of the challenges you see ahead for, for the state and what issues are you particularly excited to tackle in 2020 session? Well, obviously, um, right now, Tennessee is in a very good uh, financial condition. Uh, we've we, Our house is in order. And the challenge that you have is during a good economic time, you know, all is really good. Um, We have a surplus here in the state, and one of the uh, challenges that we have is to make sure that, you know, we're, uh, that we take a close look at when we do cut taxes, and I think most physically uh, conservative uh, Republicans are about, all about cutting the taxes, but we also have to think about that time where when the economy is not going to be so strong and we don't see these surpluses that you know we we see that times coming and make sure we're prudent in that approach so and one thing that sets us apart from a lot of our surrounding states is we have a one billion dollar uh, surplus I mean a, a one billion dollar um, savings account you know what we call a rainy day fund 
And that rainy day fund is going to help us when we do go through that economic downturn. So I think that, you know, we've got a, a great opportunity here to cut more taxes this session that actually affects small business. And one thing that I'm going to be focused on is the actual corporate tax rate, which is the uh, what we call the franchise and excise tax. And that goes to the heart of small business. Uh, a lot of your small business, uh, whether they're an LLC, a corporation, an S-corp, uh, they're going to see a tax cut. Um, they, they would noticeably see a tax cut if we can get that passed. So one thing that we're looking at is reducing that from 6.5% to 625 And, of course, when you do that, that presents a physical note you know, of a loss of revenue to the state. And this goes back to what I was talking about, is we've got to be prudent in the approach when we cut taxes, knowing that there's going to come a time where when the economic downturn hits, that we've got to make sure that um, we're still able to um, operate in a um, you know, physically conservative way. So that's, that's one, one area that we're going to be focused on. The professional privilege tax is another opportunity that we cut last year, uh, but we did not cut all the professions. Uh, this year we're looking to cut those remaining professions from that uh, professional privilege tax, which is $400. So, and obviously when we do that, that creates another physical note. So, so we got we got a lot of exciting times that are taking place here in Tennessee, and I'd whole lot rather be talking about uh, reducing the taxes than trying to figure out ways to make up revenue, and that's where we are at right now in the state of Tennessee, and it's a good place to be, and hopefully we can keep on this trend and um, and look forward to, um, you know, working with, you know, our governor and our majority leader and our new uh, speaker. So we've got a lot of good things that are taking place. I totally agree. I, I know that we are so fortunate to have have had and still do have very con, uh, physically um, responsible leadership and governor, and um, uh, we're very fortunate. Tennessee is very fortunate to be in a position that we are. There's so many states around us that you hear these horror stories. They can't cover their pension. Their 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 teachers are up in arms because they can't uh, keep their pensions intact, and so many things are going on. And, and Tennessee has been so fortunate to have – the leadership we've had and still do uh, about um, uh, we're in the best position, I think, that any state in the union. We got AAA bond rating. Um, that's one of the few, if any, other states have that with all three agencies. And um, we're just in a great position starting out. And I, I agree that we have to plan for an economic downturn. At some point in time, it's going to happen. Is it this year, next year? Who knows? But uh, I think that. Uh, our leadership today is preparing for that downturn and still keeping us physically responsible for our, for our, our debts and our taxes. I and I want to thank you for your huge part in that. Uh, again, thank you for joining us today, Representative Gant. Are there any other issues you'd like to speak about before we close the session? Well, one thing I would say is stay tuned. That's great. That's great. Well, again, I'm LaVoy Knowles, and this episode of Lead Tennessee Radio is brought to you by the Tennessee Broadband Association, cooperative and independent companies connecting our state's rural communities and beyond with world-class broadband. Thank you for listening, and please share, subscribe to, and comment on our podcast, and help us share these conversations with the people leading Tennessee forward.